0: Welcome to another episode of Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Yang. I'm the co-host of this podcast, along with my friend Dave Chang here.
1: Hello, hello, and we're back to, uh, to- towards a rhythm of where Chris and I lose every week.
0: <laughs> Happy, everybody. You see what you did? Some things change, some things stay the same. Uh, it's a JDB episode. Today, our wedgie, our in-house wedgie... Member of the recipe club is none other than the author of Saved by the Bellini. Um, and current champion of the recipe club cannot be unseated, cannot be knocked off his perch. John DeBerry, what's up, John? What's up? It's a very special episode. <laughs> is it? Are, are you gonna I don't die know. in this episode? <laughs> <Is> somebody, <laughs> something terrible gonna happen. Is that what makes intervention very, gonna happen in this <laughs> <laughs> It's a very special episode. Usually, means something dark is gonna happen. uh What's been happening, JDB? Are you? Have you been? You've been doing a little summer traveling. We saw you out here, and then
2: yeah, I was in LA. Yes, yeah, have LA, you been? Yeah. Is it
0: book tour stuff? Are you? Are you?
2: Not really. I mean, book tours don't. I mean, aren't really a real thing for most authors um so i i did like an event in dc and things here and there but it's more like serendipitous rather than some strategic tour that's been planned out you know in advance um but i was in dc for like seven hours oh and and um the guy who uh submitted the um the locks the remember the locks from last season yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Was he gravelized. was there at
2: this event in D.C. and he made me a T-shirt, and it was so nice. He made me a Sage by the Bellini hyper color T-shirt. You made you a T-shirt. I, 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 like
0: actually cried a little bit. That's well, a, that's some super fan shit right there.
1: I'm a little competitive, and I'm a little <laughs> upset that nobody's done that for me. Come
0: on, man. you've never gotten a
2: T-shirt in your whole life, Dave. Wow.
1: Um, no, but I've gotten Sage from a prison prisoner in New Mexico before. Okay. <laughs> I mean Let's not ask more about that. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: What what he was in prison for many years and he this was when Mind of a Chef came out mm-hmm. on PBS and it was his favorite show and he said he he, he really <laughs> liked me and that he had picked sage, wild sage in the prison yard. <laughs> that's for you. Wow yeah, and he said it to me.
0: That's I mean, that's yeah. really sweet. It's also funny to me. I feel like recipe club, we always talk about being on Delta. It's funny that mind of a chef is shown in prisons. They're just like...
1: Yeah. Well, it was a little weird when I came to the conclusion of what, why he liked me. What he was thinking of?
0: What? Oh
1: my god! That's what it was implied in the letter.
0: Oh, he was he like liked you.
1: Oh yeah, and the in the letter was all of this powdered, pulverized, dry sage.
2: And that cut out that, that was able to get out of the prison. Like I that's... guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I was like. Never again do I want to open up mail.
0: <laughs> uh, powdered anything in a letter, not not a good sign. Great. No, I mean Unless I've never gotten I've never gotten a it.
1: T-shirt made. Nobody's ever made Me you a T-shirt the first, it's not like that. That's such a personal thing.
0: They made. So what do you have it? How how
2: how hard is it to grab? The I t-shirt? do have it. Uh, not hard. Hold on. Um, let's see.
1: I mean, nobody's done that kind of personal stuff. But like JDB does one random
3: <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: He does one random
3: podcast. Our podcast. Yes, yes. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes.
0: All right, JDB, hold it up. Look, it is a custom save it by has the a Bellini.
2: Furby background. <laughs> I mean, and it's really flattering.
0: I mean, JDB, it
2: changes color.
0: Very it's rarely do you like. In 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 a, it's in, so you. That's what I was gonna say. It's I know. like it's right on. I know. It's spot on for you.
1: I, I'm a little. Je- I'm gonna say I'm more than a little jealous. And um, I'm also simultaneously yeah. upset that we even chose that recipe. Because <laughs> if we could go back in time, if I had the power to go back in time, I would prevent that from ever happening. So just, that just, event, if I had just, one opportunity to go back in time to fix the wrongs of the world, that's, that's the one thing I would do to go back in time to prevent you from actually just, getting that T-shirt made out of love. and uh, you know.
0: Just one chance. Uh, you've been cooking or eating eating. <laughs> eating anything interesting jdb i feel like That's i've been having
2: a low life. a low culinary uh because i've been traveling a lot so it's just a lot of like a lot of snacks just snack world yeah just total snacks Although well, i actually did have some like some leftovers of the sweet potatoes from like three weeks ago and they're still pretty good <laughs> Three week
1: did you put it in the freezer
2: no you
0: did no, not. no it's just in the back of the refrigerator
1: Oh, you wanted to age it,
0: yeah. What is your what's your max on on refrigerated leftover? I think seventy two hours. Yeah, that's your max
1: because wow. again, I think that's when um, food can go bad
0: hmm.
1: after cooked. Hmm. I mean, clearly it can go longer, but I'm a conservative person, and I want to make sure that you know. You also need to keep your refrigerator running, like huh? organized.
2: Yeah,
0: just get it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did that last night. I organized my fridge at eleven thirty, in my freezer.
0: We can definitely build a new political party just out of your very specific conservative and, and progressive tendencies. I mean,
1: I mean, listen, if the Freedom Party can go as far
0: as they did, imagine
1: how my fucking
0: party is going to go. Social, social, progressive, refrigerator, conservative, just very conservative <laughs> about food safety. Uh, we are not here to talk about any anybody dying from eating things that are too old or time traveling or time travel. Uh, although I'm sure with these two nerds, it's going to come up at least one time.
2: Call us nerd. <laughs>
0: Speaking of we're... time
2: travel, Star Trek: First Contact.
0: Whoa! <laughs> <I> called it.
2: <laughs> see, because it, it was time this... travel, because we know.
1: Uh, who's the actor that created Faster Than Light Speed? When they go the back actor? in time. Yeah, when they go back in time, First Contact. Oh, Who you mean also... James Cromwell? James Cromwell. I was so yeah. happy to see him in that role.
2: He's in so much Star Trek, actually. He's, yeah. He was in like a couple of seasons, a couple episodes in the third season of TNG. He was like, he's design. usually a
0: cop. He's around. He, is this, are, is this is, this is that'll do pig. This is babe James Cross. Yes. Is that who we're talking about? Yes. Okay.
1: And he usually plays a cop, like in LA Confidential.
0: Mm, also, solid play.
1: Um And this is the first time where he played somebody that wasn't the stern. If you haven't seen First Contact, you should do so, number one. Right? It's
0: a great Star Trek movie. Number
1: two. It's probably the best Star Trek movie.
0: I'm just getting what I deserve. I'm just getting what I deserve. Although
1: the one with the whales is really good with Shatner, the whales, the yeah. 3 one. That was pretty good.
0: What is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's another time travel one, isn't yeah, it? You know, it's time travel. It is. Maybe this is okay. Welcome to Time Travel Club. The, the, the we podcast. have
1: lost. Let's get the data from Spotify. We lost ninety nine percent of all listeners. Uh, five
0: seconds. Ago. This is the podcast where we debate the best way to travel through time. Uh, no, we are here to talk about our theme ingredient for this episode of Recipe Club. We have gathered here together to discuss sweet potatoes, the the uh, the tuber of American origin, the orange fleshed, uh, sometimes purple, sometimes white fleshed, sweet starchy superfood known as the sweet potato jdb i don't remember was this high up on your draft list is was this is this a favorite of yours what's your what's your vibe on sweet potatoes
2: i don't know how where it was on my on my draft list i actually love sweet potatoes so uh it might have been towards the towards the top Um, but i have been eating sweet potatoes like pretty enthusiastically for probably like 10 years I did like, I had like a keto phase in like 2012, and it was pretty rough, but that's the one of the things that lasted from that was enjoying a good sweet potato every once in a while. <laughs> Not keto, sorry, paleo. I had, a, I had a paleo phase, even worse, better. I don't know what's better, but um, that's the remnant was uh, sweet potatoes.
0: I, as, I was, as I was thinking, preparing for this episode and thinking about sweet potatoes and what to say about them, all I could come up with is uh, I don't think I really like them. I think I like wow. a few. But I think sweet potato fries, Yucko.
1: Yeah, fries are garbage. Sweet <laughs> potato fries. Yeah, like I don't know those people in my life that cheese sweet potato <laughs> fries. In fact, I think Hugo ate them once at a restaurant, and I made sure to edit that out of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Much like I'm trying to do with baseball, right? <laughs> Wait, I mean, like I'm doing my best to make sure Hugo will not play baseball <laughs> by denying the sport's existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to watch Little League baseball.
0: <laughs> oh, that does sound like It's going to suck. Yes. It's
1: the worst. That I feel bad for bad. all the parents that have to lie that they like to do it. They fucking hate it. Yeah. So, no. I, same thing with sweet potato. I don't want to have sweet potato fries in my life.
0: Mm. I'm counting on my children's natural lack of athletic ability to keep them from playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sweet uh, potato. But you like it generally.
1: Uh, this is going to get me in trouble with the Koreans. But Kogoma like a roasted sweet potato, is such a thing. Yeah. um mm-hmm. they eat it they wrap wrap it in not always in foil but it's cooked in embers a lot of times or like of like it's sold like it's a chocolate bar yes and i don't like it like that <laughs> and it can be good it can be naturally sweet but sometimes i'm like well you know we have processed sugar that i
0: <laughs> it is not i i when it is tried to pass off either at, that that's that's where i don't like sweet potato I don't trust it because it's got a foot in both worlds. It served to me both as a savory thing and as a sweet mm-hmm. thing, and I'm like, you are neither. You are just in this in between purgatory of semi-sweet, semi-savory. Uh, so I don't. That's why I don't dig with the sweet potato fries. I do like that. I I, I will say one of the few things I like is a whole sweet potato i do like the uh like yaki emo or whatever yeah
1: but the japanese or the korean goguma like i don't remember the name in in japanese but like when i just came back from taiwan you know what was a bummer for me because i always check out convenience stores and taipei has so many 7-elevens i was really bummed that they have a roasted sweet potato section Mm. i was like that's such wasted real estate (laughs) It could have been anything. It is true. Like, uh, I feel a little bit with the uh, roasted sweet potato. Mike its figs on a plate. I'm like, do fucking something,
0: okay? I like it in like a camping context. If you're just throwing, you throw them in there and you eat them. They're a good little treat. But I, I agree. When my mom would be like, "Here's some roasted sweet potato," and I'd be like, "I don't want that." She's like, "You can dip it in sugar," and I was like, "Or I could just eat some wow. candy. Yeah, <laughs> just eat a dip it in sugar bar. It's not a thing.
1: I yeah. mean, that's how my grandmother ate her potatoes: that's sugar rough. and butter.
0: Sugar and butter, right? Like the regular
1: potatoes. And sugar were were like a sign of extraordinary privilege and wealth post war. Yeah,
0: but she would eat sweet potatoes or she would eat
1: regular potatoes with sugar and butter. Idaho potatoes. Roast them, and um, she would always do sweet potatoes too. But she loved adding sugar and butter to her potatoes. That mm. was her thing, and I think that was a thing for a lot of Koreans.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I think I mean the so yeah, sweet you're taking potatoes, this, like the the basis staple food, and like making it into a tree. or or you know
1: they're they you know maybe. Koreans don't realize that it's going to turn into sugar in your belly anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just pre-sugar. Pre-sugar. Uh, there are 692 million results if you Google sweet potato recipes, and basically all of them are for baked or roasted sweet potatoes. I think that that is more or less true. This is, this is the sort of number one way in which it is eaten. But JDB, it sounds like you are, of the three of us, the most, the biggest sweet <clears throat> potato fan. So, how do they factor into your lives over the past 10 years? Please don't tell me you just bite them raw. No. If I actually
2: buy a bunch of sweet potatoes and I I soak them, I wash them, and then I wrap them in a wet, wet paper towel, I microwave them for five minutes, do the whole batch, and then throw them in the freezer. And then when I want like lunch or something, I'll just pull one out and just like microwave it. And then there you go. Usually in the winter, it's like more of a winter thing for me. But.
0: That's like a very standard lunch. Uh, sweet potatoes are a staple food through a lot of the Americas. Uh, they have spread, um, I think, from Peru is where the first sweet potato was was cultivated or documented. It traveled by raft, it seems like, to Hawaii and New Zealand. It was brought the, by— The yam
1: came uh, from Africa, though, right?
0: The yam is native to Africa, but the sweet potato was brought to Africa um, by the slave trade and started to displace the yam a bit as the one of the staple foods um the yam traveled through asia went from china to japan and korea we eat 6.4 pounds per person of sweet potatoes which i think no. jdb you were eating 18 in Chang and i get that average basis. i would say
1: in a year it's probably right like i'm eating like you know five pounds six pounds
0: like five potatoes basically worth a yeah. potato. Yeah. Sweet potato. Yeah, I and mean, that usually that's
1: because it's a braise and something else. Or I've been doing some meal plant prepping, meal planning stuff too, and I put them in stuff as I try to eat healthier. But it's not like I'm always like, Oh shit, I gotta eat these last bites of goddamn sweet potato. It's not <laughs> <to eat. laughs> You know, it's like, can I douse this in chili crunch or hot sauce? Give it something other than this cloying pasty
0: sweet thing. The texture it. is not right. It's not. It's not the the starch content of a of a regular. Maybe potato. if you
2: microwave it, then freeze it, and then microwave it again,
0: the texture will be right.
1: If you ever put sweet potato gnocchi on the menu, um,
0: no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, no, come, thank you. I'm good. Jesus <laughs>
1: fucking Christ!
0: All <laughs> sweet potato gnocchi. That is some crazy shit, man. Doesn't work on
1: any level. It completely defies the idea of making gnocchi. Okay. Like. <laughs>
0: It's like crazy. Take this very <laughs> starchy tuber. No, now replace that with a not very starchy yeah. tuber. It's like insane. He's uh, okay. trying to make a literally like making a pig fly.
3: <laughs> it's <a> insane.
0: <certain laughs> <laughs> you t- you put the wrong input into the gnocchi. Okay, so no, there's no. Okay, I, I don't want to mischaracterize this. I don't. Nobody hates sweet potatoes. We didn't use any of those recipes that you can find online for roasted, baked sweet potatoes in in whatever sauces. What are the top three results? Baked sweet potato, roasted sweet potato, and Mediterranean baked sweet potato. Oh, man, Mm -hmm. you know this sounds insane. Made with almond milk, cherry tomatoes, hummus, and chili garlic sauce. Bro, that's some dark web shit.
1: My soul vomited. (laughs)
0: That sounds gnarly. Um... (laughs) Instead, we turn to you, our loving, faithful listeners, to submit your recipes for sweet potatoes. And as a reminder, you can continue to send in recipes for the remaining ingredients this season. Send us good recipes, strong recipes, recipes that people want to eat. Really delicious stuff. Because all of these ingredients could be turned into something delicious. Ube, chicken wings, flavored vodka. Uh, and some other stuff. So send those recipes into the fixer at majordomomedia.com. And thank you to everybody who has submitted them this season. Although some of you, I think, are playing pranks on us, some of you have been very diligent and sent in your family recipes. Uh, This time around, we got four submissions in the final selection for John to choose from. There was a Kima-style stew with two potatoes by Cynthia Alexander, a regular submitter. Loaded Taco Sweet Potato Sliders by Kira Brandman. Sweet Potato Custard Pie by Mary Bennett, who I believe is also a regular submitter. And Roasted Sweet Potato Spears with Bacon Vinaigrette by Annie Bouchio. We all know what you chose, John, but tell the listeners and explain your thinking.
2: I chose this recipe because you guys forced me to. Uh,
0: (laughs) So that's my thought process. Because a future version of Dave
3: showed up (laughs)
0: through a rift in the time space
3: continuum and stopped you from a
0: a,
2: a burned out, like half like on fire Dave Chang came out of a portal (laughs) in my house, grabbed yeah, and like a weird gun, like cable or something from X Men, and then grabbed my arm and said, "Don't choose the sliders."
0: As about, uh, yeah, as about as you were about to say, loaded taco, sweet potato sliders, Dave from the future. I was like, said, nope.
2: and then, so my second, my second choice was these, because I didn't want to do savory again. Or sorry, I didn't want to do sweet again. Uh, and this also had a very high, you know, core ingredient to other ingredient ratio. It's like four pounds of sweet potatoes. It's so much sweet potatoes. And then like a little bit of everything else. So um, it really. Hits the nail on the head in terms of like being about sweet potatoes, and also it's cute that it's from Gourmet. It kind of reminds me of the of the uh, binder my mom made, so it has like a of sentimentality to it.
4: Hi, my name is Annie, and this is my recipe for roasted sweet potato spears with bacon vinaigrette. I got it from magazine. I'm a lover of all things food writing, so food magazines, cookbooks, and um, for years maintained a subscription to Gourmet Magazine. We were heading up north to have a family Thanksgiving with a whole bunch of people where really the main event was the turkeys. My uncle was on a quest to figure out if the, what kind of turkey was the best, an heirloom, a kosher, a you know, free range, what bird was the best kind of bird. And so he had bought a bunch of turkeys And I was just looking for side dishes and ways to support him. And this was a recipe that did not involve sugar at the dinner table and seemed like a good choice. So I'm a big oven bacon maker. I don't really usually like to make bacon on the stovetop. But for this one, I do because it's a like chop up the bacon and and do it that way. And I cook the bacon pretty low. I don't like it to get overly crispy. I like to strain the oil after it comes out of the pan. So I'll leave it on the side side. Um, You know, I strain it through just like a little mesh sieve and get all of those little bits out, strain the fat and leave it in a Pyrex for, you know, 15 minutes or however long so it's not super burning hot. And then use that to pour over the bacon spears and put them in the oven. It's a good make ahead. You can do it in advance. Roast the sweet potatoes ahead and leave them on the side because it has a hot dressing that you pour over the top and that brings you back to room temp and you're good to go.
0: It's a family adaptation, in quotations, from a gourmet recipe. It calls for those four pounds of sweet potatoes to be peeled and then sliced into... What do you call these JoJo's? These 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 spears? What do you, what do you I call never these? made it. <laughs> like, that's spears. right. You made a crazy version. Uh, <laughs> you peel them. You cut them into spears. You render the bacon in a heavy skillet. Then you drench the potatoes in that rendered bacon fat. You season with salt and pepper. And then you roast them in a hot oven until they're you know crispy and uh, cooked through. Um, then... You add some olive oil to that skillet with the potatoes taken out. You stir in your scallions, and you add a little sherry vinegar, a little water, salt, and pepper, and that is your vinaigrette, which you, again, douse your potatoes with. That is the original Annie Bauchio version of roasted sweet potato spears with bacon vinaigrette. But, of course, here in the Recipe Club... Uh, gauntlet we never do things just by the book we took that recipe we made it the original way and then we did three little variations to see how far we could Mm -hmm. push this thing and this time around our our constraints came from the new and improved wheel of death that is behind me here Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) so you'll see all of these in in video form very soon but uh dave drew uh one of our new restrictions he drew fusion and I think under John DeBerry's instruction, oh, yeah. was told that he had to make his version of roasted sweet potato spears with bacon vinaigrette, except do it in the style of the Scandinavians. Mm. Some cloudberries and whatnot. Uh, I hit the new vegetarian slot on the wheel, meaning I could not use, you know, things that aren't. that that were alive uh and jdb landed on yet another new um wheel constraint he hit microwave only so those were the three ways we approach this recipe three useful ways to adapt this thing um i tend to like to go with the most straightforward preparation first and work our way toward dave's fusion scandinavian creation um so jdb your honors buddy
2: uh, I mean, for me, like the, the microwave didn't really make it that hard. Uh, the There's plenty of p- p- people who make bite bacon in the microwave. I don't do that, but it definitely works. Um, I was concerned about the crispy. I mean, not that sweet potatoes get super crispy in the oven. You know, they're sort of
3: hmm. – uh,
2: So what I thought I could do is maybe dry out the sweet potatoes and see if that would make them – like it gave them a little bit of like a, of like a skin um, – and so I actually just cut half of them into spears and then let them sit out for a few hours, seeing if that would do anything. Um, it really didn't. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no difference between it. Um, I just had to cook them for a really long time in the microwave, even even cooked as spears. Like it, it was like seven minutes in the microwave, and it was still a little al dente. Um, but it's actually like if I was going to adapt this into a super easy like. You know weeknight you know 20 minute meal kind of like recipe this would totally be the way to do it it wasn't really it, it was good like it was totally fine and it was easy and you just dump everything in a bowl at the end and then you just go for it like the only thing is you kind of miss the opportunity to make the the vinaigrette like in the pan you know as it's you know kind of intended but um that i don't think you really lost a lot with that um i would just if i was making this Again, I would add way more scallions and way more bacon because it just felt like a bunch of sweet potatoes, like with like some pieces of bacon that were kind of like floating around. How did it taste with the vinegar? I thought it was good. I
4: thought the vinegar, the acidity acidity was nice.
2: Yeah, it's not like it's not gonna, not gonna like blow your tits off, but it's definitely like there, and it balances out the sweetness from the potatoes. So. Uh, you're not getting that like cloying, <laughs> that cloying uh, thing that
0: you could definitely get with sweet potatoes. Um, so for sure, crispy bacon is possible in the microwave. I have seen it with my uh, own eyes. Yeah, it is not super more crispy. than it's, possible. It, it's oh, fine. super crispy is very possible. You just have to let it. You gotta once it's out of the microwave, you just have to let it uh, cool. You have to let it. Yeah. dry. Uh, not dry. You have to let it um, drain and cool, and it's it's super crispy. Yeah. Can you get, Chen, could you imagine a browned crispy potato?
1: I think you could theoretically do it, but I think that it would be very difficult to do. You would have to take it to the point where most of the moisture in the potato would be gone. Mm -hmm. And then it would become into something that would be leather almost Mm -hmm. or burnt. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you could, but I think you can definitely make this dish in a microwave and you can have crispy bacon for sure. I, I probably would make this recipe in the microwave.
2: The only thing is that if you're rendering out the bacon fat, you have to do that without the the, the paper towels, which most microwave bacon
0: recipes call for. We're
1: cooking it in any day. <laughs> Any day would work quite well, John. It's It will
0: change your life. The crispy bacon (laughs) is is an eye-opener. Okay, so the microwave only was pretty straightforward. The only thing you may be sacrificed is some some crispy sweet potato-ness. But can I say this about, like, crisp, quote-unquote, crisp sweet potatoes? Like, one of the reasons why sweet potato fries are not great is, like, they're not actually that crispy.
1: Because it doesn't have the starch content. We don't need to go in
0: there. Yeah. So... I'm also thinking like crispy bacon is all you really need for this dish okay uh I will go next. I drew vegetarian posing the obvious problem of bacon vinaigrette so as has happened a few times this season when I've when I've drawn vegan or vegetarian, I was trying to find some kind of smoky savory substitute that was not I didn't want to do vegetarian bacon I don't want to do just like a sub whatever straight you know commercial substitution so I <laughs> I went with chipotle peppers. I, instead of going, you know, I think other times I've turned to some other sources of smokiness. I thought sweet potatoes and chipotle work well. What was your category? Vegetarian. So I bought a can of chipotle peppers in adobo. I used some of that adobo sauce for my vinaigrette. But when it came to actually cooking the potatoes... I was fortunate that John gave me vegetarian and not vegan because I still wanted some of that kind of like animal fat, animal based fat richness. So <clears throat> I knew I was going to do mine in an air fryer. So I sliced mine into wedges. Mm-hmm. I, t- I melted some ghee in my any day bowl because I didn't want a lot of milk solids that might burn in my air fryer because that thing torches everything. Uh, tossed it <clears throat> with salt and pepper and ghee, put it into the air fryer, let those get you know browned and, and again, not crispy. Not crispy, but you know, roasty. Um, and then I took that same little any day bowl, I added the olive oil to that. I wasn't, I, I stopped paying attention to the instructions, I'm not sure if this is what it said. But you, you, I put some olive oil with my residual ghee, I put a bunch of chopped scallion whites into there, microwave that for 45 seconds or a minute, added sherry vinegar. I did add a tiny bit of, of sugar to it, um, because I, I think maybe used a little bit of a heavy hand with the vinegar. Uh, and a little salt to that and the, like I said, the chipotle adobo for the, you know, smokiness Um, and I made a vinaigrette with the chipotle peppers and I I tossed all of that with the potatoes Um,
1: Clever move with chipotle peppers so you're not tasting anything that's sweet potato Well done
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I will say <laughs> it was, I, I mean I think the point I think the point of the bacon is also similarly that you don't have to taste the taste of sweet potato. Yeah. I will say in the original recipe, one thing that was confusing to me is like you use all the rendered bacon fat to cook the uh sweet potatoes and then don't and then use olive oil for the vinaigrette, whereas I feel like you want at least some of just like pure bacon fat for your vinaigrette too, but anyway yeah. um. It was not bacony, obviously, but it was like it was super, super satisfying. It was very rich. It didn't it didn't taste vegan to me, you know. It was very it was it wasn't vegan, it was vegetarian. And then just for like the sort of crispiness, I uh, (laughs) just to see what would happen. I crushed up some tortilla chips and sprinkled those on top, and they were getting saturated with like smoked joint.
1: And you're like, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> I want tortilla chips, and that's right there. It's
0: actually, I actually stole the inspiration from from we had we had uh, our friend Malcolm Livingston come in the studio, and he was showing some popsicles to me, and he was trying to create like a nut free,
1: good filibuster. You were t-
0: dairy free, and
1: you wanted sweet and savory.
0: And he had used anyway. He made he made these like chocolate ice cream pops with like tortillas as the crunchy bits, and I was like, um, oh, that's you
1: know, Malcolm at. Livingston, bro.
0: <laughs> I said I stole it from Malcolm. I have a Malcolm Livingston impersonator. So my vegetarian, sweet potato, uh, bacon vinaigrette, I really enjoyed it. I genuinely, like, I kept on eating it. It was it was really, really that tasty. And uh, I was happy with that sort of smoky substitution. So, Mr. Chang?
1: Um, I've, I got uh, fusion with Scandinavia. And I tried to have a poker face, but I was really excited to have that because I know a lot about... Well, this recipe and this marries quite well with Scandinavian culture. Not exact because sweet potato is not necessarily a thing. So I feel like this is a good example of how I think about things culinary wise and sewing together certain food cultures or merging it together and trying to make it as seamless as possible. Is it perfect? No, but I did this in one shot. And I'm going to show you the photo of it. There it is.
0: Look at that, wow. JB. He went, he, you You're did a fusion it. lux.
1: Well, no, I didn't go fusion. I, I wanted to make it right. So the recipe included, the original recipe was sweet potato spears, um, pork, bacon, a little vinegar, salt, pepper. That's pretty much it. Scallions. Yeah. The national dish, and I, I know it's the national dish. I, I spent a, a tremendous amount of time in Copenhagen. Is I uh, I can't pronounce it perfectly or even remotely close, <laughs> S- uh, like a stecked flask, hmm. which is fried pork, mostly pork belly, with boiled potatoes that have been rolled in some butter, sometimes with parsley, sometimes not, and like bechamel sauce, so a milk cream emulsion. Hmm. Danish people eat more pork, I-, I think more than Koreans, and we got to step it up, Korea. Come on, man. Come on. It's surprising how much pork the Danes eat. So um, when you told me Scandinavia, I I, I don't know too much about pork consumption in other Scandinavian countries, but I do know that in in Denmark, and I do know that they raise a lot of pigs, and I do know pork is a big thing. And I do know this dish because I've had it before. So I was like, okay, I'm going to merge this two, but what I want to do since it's fusion is I'm literally going to take both recipes and merge it into one. One recipe, I'm not going to skimp on any ingredients, and I'm going to try to make it one. And sometimes with the sticked flask, you might have some kind of pickle preserve. So the only really addition I did to the steak flask, and again, I have no idea how to pronounce it, even though I've heard it, because I don't understand anything. <laughs> when someone speaks in <coughs> Danish or Swedish or Norwegian, no fucking idea what they're talking about. There's no way I can recreate any of those sounds. <laughs>
2: You said it's it three me different wrong. ways, three different no. times. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> I think that I, in your defense, I think even among That's a good pronunciation. Steckta <laughs> Even within the Scandinavian countries, I think like Swedish people and like Nor- Norwegian people like make fun of Danish like language as, like, a, as a language and how ridiculous <laughs> Like it's, it's so goofy. Have. Yeah, even among the Scandinavians. So, anyway. Yes, your excuse. So, um
1: I I really thought long and
0: hard and I wanted to come hard,
1: I want to come strong on this because you know I can't let John DeBerry run away with the season. It's true. I, that's why they sent me back in time, <laughs> like leave. John Connor, to prevent John DeBerry Skynet from developing and ruining humanity's future. So I was tasked with this impossible challenge. I was like, "Shit, I gotta, I gotta do this right." So I came correct. All right. right? So to merge these two, I I couldn't do. What I uh, let me explain. I, so I decided I, I wanted to make a pave. A pave is basically sheets of vegetables that are pressed together and cooked in some kind of confit, some kind of fat, mm-hmm. and then sliced and then grilled or crisped on the side. So I did it with sliced sweet potatoes. So to the, to that and how I sliced it it mimicked the wedges. If I just did a cross section of a wedge, and then I also took one potato and I sliced that as well. So I did two layers. I almost made a tureen. Of sweet potato, then one thin layer of potato, Idaho potato, and then I cooked it uh, in a in a like a tree mold in a water bath and uh, in in um, in in uh, clarified in a butter marina. with a little bit of thyme, um, and I pressed that, and then the next day, you know, you still have to slice it proper. Like you got to be careful. You got to slice it cold, and I I knew I'd want to. Crisp it up, and that was going to be my base. Um, then was like, how do I integrate parsley when they're mm-hmm. scallion as well? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and it's also curly parsley is the parsley. So I was like, I want this to be aesthetically modern and also plating it in like Scandinavian. I want to plate this how I feel like Scandinavian food, quote unquote, Nordic food became popular, for like circa two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the the peak, no pre-peak, right? of Nordic cuisine. Before people knew, they were seeing photos, and a lot of the plating looked similar to things that were happening. I think this plate looks a lot like this restaurant, Le Calandre in Italy. It was a three-mission star restaurant. And you could see influences popping up in Noma and other restaurants. So that's where I want to just tell you the story. Like, I wanted to say, like, this ascendant cuisine of plating. So that
0: was one time travel. Once again, take your <laughs> time t- travel took us back to two thousand
1: nine. So I was like, because uh, I, I, I don't like, I love how curly parsley tastes, but I I I wanted to integrate it in a way. So I made a curly parsley oil. So I I, I just sautéed very quickly in hot oil um, the the parsley, and then I blended it and then I passed it, and I had, you know, parsley oil. my parsley oil. I wanted to bring the vinaigrette, but I, if you just make a vinaigrette and you pour it into, it's hard to plate in a controlled fashion because it's a broken sauce. Mm. So I was like, how do I make this into a, a real proper vinaigrette that incorporates sherry vinegar and some of the acidity that you might have as a compote or a preserve in a lot of the heavier foods that you might get in Scandinavia? So, of course, my thought went to cloudberries, right? Which are these? <laughs> of course. Or sea buckthorn, but I couldn't get those. <laughs> and cloudberries are like, they're both orange tart things. Yes. So I chose something that is more Swedish that I've had. I've had more lingonberries in Sweden than I've had mm. in Denmark. Mm-hmm. So I bought a lingonberry preserve online.
0: Which they will eat with with uh, uh, herring on yep. toast. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: And I, I, I diluted some of that with some water, the sherry vinegar and a little bit of the bacon fat. And mm-hmm. I made emulsion from that, and I thinned it out with the water, so I could now drop it and plate it like a normal sauce. And the sauce on the flaked de stasca, whatever, <laughs> the steak <de> flask, <laughs> is a bechamel. So I made a loose bechamel, uh-huh. a thin thinned out bechamel. And for the pork element, I, sheet, I, I, I uh, cooked out some um, thin bacon, and I pressed it in the oven so I could get a perfect disc and I cut a shape out of it, perfectly crispy, and I, and I glazed it with some of the lingonberry vinaigrette so it got nice and crispy, it had sweetness, and then I placed that on top of my tranche of sweet potato and potato, and then I took some of the sherry vinegar and I tossed the scallion on top with mm-hmm. uh, some leeks that I had blanched so that's my dish, and I plated it as such. And I feel like I took both ingredient, both recipes, and I merged it into one.
0: I think you, I think you fused the hell out of them. It, it was, I, I saw this in person. It was very beautiful. It looks nice. You had your pave of, of a sweet potato. Was it just sweet potato, did you say? Sweet potato and a little bit of potato because I want to give a nod to the actual potato. Got it, got it. And then a little roof of, of crispy bacon. Um, some sexy scallion on top. So again, I didn't introduce any ingredients that are not in both
1: dishes. You know, babe, maybe you could say the lingonberry isn't, but like you're going to
0: eat it with it to a degree. And then you created your circa 2009 bechamel lava lamp around the side. Correct. Uh, it's undoubtedly I, I high high marks for for fusing, high marks for plating. I could have just opened up a can of chipotle peppers. How did your dish taste? Uh. It tasted great. I thought it tasted fine. You put it in front of me. And was like this doesn't taste
1: good. <laughs> I think because I, I wanted to undersell. Christine. Okay, you did. You did okay. want
0: to undersell. It's true. Um, it was a it was a tremendous amount of effort. It was a tremendous amount of effort. The attack on the Chipotle, notwithstanding, I I, I did see this guy. He was kind very proud shot. to come in with his. He <laughs> right <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm just sitting here catching. I, I listen. Now that we don't have to grade
1: ourselves, that's a. <laughs> That, that's a, just a, a softball to the judges. Just over. Motherfucker just like was light on the adobo sauce on the can. You know, that's pretty much the
0: only thing. he Listen, I got a vegetarian in the booth that better be coming with me on this one. <laughs> uh, you, He was, I will say, a very adorable moment was... You you made like a whole terrine like of the pave right at home, and he came in but just with like a single portion wrapped in a in a little uh, saran wrap. And he's like, look what I got! I was like, what is
1: that little brick
0: of potato? You the I thought it was
1: very clever. If I have to pat myself <laughs> on the back to do exactly. a pave, he was it a was, classic classic technique.
0: It was a it was a nice Scando fusion with uh, I don't know what would you call this Americana sweet potato with bacon vinaigrette French. Who knows? Um, okay. So that was the three methods that we – the three the three directions we took this recipe from Annie Bouchio, the microwave uh, for JDB, vegetarian for myself, and a, a little trip to 2009 Copenhagen with Dave. Um, and now – We arrive at the competitive portion of the show where the producers in the booth, we have Corey, Yuno, and Victoria, who are going to be deliberating the winner, uh, the first, second, and third place for this. Um, Oh, you know you included the point system here. So the way that we've been doing this is first place is worth 10 points, second place is worth 9 points, and third place is worth 8 points. I feel like this is kind of like figure skating rules where you can't get worse than an 8 um and then we'll average those out for for the season long standings which I will give you right now in first place with an average score of 9.67 which basically means he always wins is John DeBerry uh in second place with 9.17 again averaging a above second place is Dave Chang a three-way tie for third between Priya, Brian, and uh Rachel at nine points. Is that right? And pulling up the caboose is yours truly oh. with a score of <laughs> that oh, all so so that's <laughs> <it>. eight point six nine. <laughs> that's me. All is right in the world. Eight point six nine, <laughs> last place, nice. Chris. Nottingham Palace over here. Just, fucking just getting beaten up over here. Just fucking relegation battle every goddamn year here. It's Manchester. not fair.
1: These big clubs have so much budget.
0: I'm just waiting to be taken over by the Saudi public fund. I'll show you guys. Uh, you know, you got some scores for me. Oh, one second. They're still they're deliberating. They're deliberating. Wow. Victoria, don't forget your little friend over here. <laughs> Somebody bought you a vegetarian lunch today. <laughs> so while they're while they're deliberating, while they're deliberating, I'll Let's give choose. I'll give these guys a couple extra minutes while they're deliberating. Let's talk about next the next episode. JDB is on. Uh, we have arrived. I think at what was your first ingredient choice of the season? If I'm not correct, uh, if I'm not watermelon. mistaken, watermelon. I think yeah. the next time you're on, we're finally going to fuck with watermelon. Yeah. And uh, the choices you have, there's a lot of cocktails in here. Dave, you better listen closely to this because I think we need to influence this decision a little bit. Uh, Jazz, I did, I, did, I did that last sent in, time. Okay. <laughs> Jazz, Jazz Sykes what? sent in a lazy watermelon margarita. Uh, Mitch Hawkins sent in a planet melon Something like an Aussie cocktail. So the, they say not so much an Aussie cocktail as one in an Aussie enjoys while holidaying in Bali. Uh, Mohabbat ka sharbat from Abhishek Gupta is a recipe for a widely consumed recipe during Ramadan in India. It is sh- It translates roughly as sherbet of love yeah. and is marketed as such a, all across the night markets in India. David Specka sent us in watermelon pickles, and Eric Zimmerman sent in something that his wife craved while pregnant with their son, Lauren, a watermelon BLT, which is actually a <laughs> BLW, bacon, lettuce, and watermelon sandwich. Um, so those are the our. Two, it, three, four, four. The Tia watermelon, actually, Chris. Oh, excuse mm. me. It's a toy. Uh John, you're just gonna get his vote cancelled. Uh the those are those are the five choices JDB has to choose from. Oh, that got me so good. Um before let's look at in order of revelations, before JDB picks his next ingredient, you know, are the judges decided? Has the jury reached a verdict? We have your honor. So this is a unanimous decision. Okay. So in third place today is jdb um, wow i knew it it's all right uh and second place uh is chris so dave you win this episode thank you I judges was particularly close but uh yeah
1: thank you thank you means a lot to me uh, you know of all the things i've been honored this might be right up there unbelievable thank you for rewarding me for hard work <laughs> You know, and how, innovation how
0: much hard work I put
2: into this season you
0: know, all he did <laughs> was like, oh, open too a too can a do you remember that first season, first episode when JDB just put in an extra thing of weenies <laughs> into a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard work is always transformative rewarded this goddamn damn that was a transformative step Chris, you know it <sighs> Dude, I'm gonna form. You know what? It's not even. It's not even Premier League soccer. I'm forming a fucking live golf over here. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. Uh, so, okay, so that that uh, I think. Let's see. You know, will you update those standings as we determine the next recipe? So JDB, you heard your watermelon choices for the next time you're on the show. Which one are you going to choose, or which one are you leaning toward? I think I want to do the uh, the charbat.
2: It's That's something I've never done before.
0: Indian sherbet of love. Is it yeah. a, So it's ice cream. It is a. It's see, like yes. a milky drink. It's chilled milk, granulated yeah. white sugar, uh, rose syrup, fresh watermelon juice, finely cubed watermelon, chilled water, <laughs> twenty to twenty-five ice cubes. That sounds awesome. And ten to fifteen fresh yeah, rose petals great. for yes. garnishing. That sounds yeah. great. Okay, so we will. I'm I'm very happy to take that on too. So that will be the next time we are here on the show. <laughs> Cooking with John, we'll be making the mohabbat Kashabat. I'm sorry for butchering I'm spinning, that. I'm spinning for you. So, Dave is going to spin the wheel this of me? death for John DeBerry, which is landing. <gasps> oh, on, almost god mode. On budget slash Lux. So you can choose. No, you choose as the episode oh, I winner. Won. Oh,
2: that's right. Oh, episode winner. John
1: DeBerry, I'm going to give you bro. Lux. Yeah. I'm giving you yes. Lux, and uh, you have to hit a mark. I've been waiting for Lux. Of two hundred dollars oh fuck me. and i want you to find a way to get a perfect watermelon
0: two hundred dollars get a perfect watermelon
1: well like whatever it is get, i'll we just need get, need to get one of a those perfect watermelons
2: water from japan that costs like a thousand dollars I mean. like in the shape yeah. of a square
1: yeah well we need to get you one of those Easy. again if it's over five hundred dollars, including shipping, I don't think we can get there. <laughs> so <laughs> get it get a, mean, like? get a so sell, let's decide that perfect. it's an well, either either or if you can't get that in a reasonable price, then we're just gonna go bring you down to 75 bucks.
0: Well, there's like a... a there's, I think you can give them a hundred. So what's hundred bucks. What's, what's, bucks. My, what's my so floor? If, it has if, to be over hundred, the
1: whole over a hundred.
0: Over okay. hundred, under
1: Under two, five, 300, <laughs> under three hundred.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Under three hundred. <laughs> over a hundred, under three hundred. Uh and you're not – no, this is a, a a Ramadan treat. So this is the thematic. This is you. All right, Dave is spinning for his restriction. <laughs> Under 20 uh, minutes, just the Dave Chang special. Just the everyday Dave Chang special. I mean, special. honestly, one there's still a chance for you to make some decisions with my spin here. All right, um, here we go. My spin. Big, big spin. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. Oh, oh nice. double taxation. Fine. All right. Pick two restrictions for me, Dave. Um, wow. Fusion.
1: Oh, my God. And handmade. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. But no, 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 no. Uh, And
1: you're going to fuse this with Mexico. That's good. I'm yeah. I'm going to give you something legit. Nice. And you have to choose to make.
0: Okay. So here are your choices for what I can make from scratch. The ingredients <laughs> is great. Are... <laughs> I mean, milk, sugar, rose syrup, watermelon juice. <laughs> I can make ice cubes. <laughs> I mean, those are those are the ingredients. So, which one of those do I have to make by hand? I mean, I, I'm not gonna milk a fucking cow, dude. The,
1: the, the, what other the ingredients? <laughs> That's it.
0: That's all there is. It's rose syrup is the only thing I can try to make by by hand. Make the make the rose syrup. that would be nice. Rose syrup. It is okay. And Mexico, and this 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 episode will just prove that effort does not make you win this show. Uh, all right, so next time we're on here, we'll be tackling watermelon specifically. We'll, we'll be making the sherbet of love. God, what a fucking good name for a recipe. um JDB will be making yours. What is yours again? Oh, Lux. He'll be making a Lux version of it. Dave will be spending no more than twenty minutes making his sherbet of love. And I will be doing a double taxation fusion with Mexico <laughs> with handmade rose syrup. <laughs> it's That's easy. You just boil the shit out of roses with some simple syrup. Um, okay. So before we go, I'll do an update on the season standings after today's results. JDB <coughs> holds on by the the narrowest of margins to first place with an average score of 9, 2, 925 Mr. Chang, you are nipping at his heels with a Mm. 9.23. I'm still in the cellar behind Priya, Brian, and Rachel. I've crept up some who cares amount because Victoria (laughs) betrayed me. And uh, that's it. So next time we're on here, we'll be doing watermelon. Watermelon. Again, send in your recipes for the remaining ingredients to the Fixer at MajordomoMedia.com. Make sure you give us five stars. Follow the Recipe Club account on Instagram where you can see all of these dishes. And I promise you videos of all of this cooking and all of the effort we've been putting in will be hitting your feeds in some form or fashion very soon. Uh, Thank you, John DeBerry. Still and still champion of Recipe Club for now. Uh, until you change the rules again Chang, any (laughs) last and i I will say thank you again to annie baucio for sending in the recipe this week
1: and thank you to our marvelous judges you guys are great we love you thank you for being so just and wise
0: the dude the dude bought all of our judges lunch before they started just fyi just just for everybody's information here he definitely bought them all lunch before we started recording so, just something for you all to ponder at home. I mean, maybe
1: that's what you think when you try to do something altruistic, that it's always self motivated, but that's not everybody else, Chris.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh Thanks, John.
3: Thank you.